Hello and welcome. In this episode, you will discover how to up your game with online presentations and webinars, how to get your webinar attendees to stay until the very end, and how to triple your webinar sales. My guest today is Johnny Byrne. Welcome, welcome Johnny. Thank you very much, Mustafa. Always a pleasure to, to see your smiling face. Likewise, my friend. And uh, today we're talking about how to deliver engaging and entertaining online presentations. So if you want to be engaging, if you're kind of boring and if people are not taking action, if people are just looking at you like deer in the headlight, uh, and if there's really not much action happening on your presentations and on your webinars, you want to hang out and see what Johnny has to offer. He um, he's going to blow your mind with his system. I've seen it before. It's it's really interesting. So hang out. And if you have any questions and feedback, share it with us in the comments. Now, uh, this week, we're also sharing some of our marketing courses, um, uh, both like giving away complimentary access during the Black Friday week. And so you buy if you go and visit uh, Persia.com, you'll you'll get access so six of our courses, gang, they're probably about worth $10,000 in value. Anything from vision building to your um, target market, to your offer, to your lead generation, lead conversion, customer retention, and a whole bunch of stuff were given away absolutely for free. So the link is in the uh, comments, or if you visit persayo.com, and that's P-E-R-S-Y-O.com, you'll get free complimentary access to these courses. Now. Um, uh, I am really looking forward to this conversation today because, uh, uh, people for lack of a better term, lack those engaging, um, skills and, 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 uh, don't know pretty much how to make their presentations and webinars interesting and engage people, maybe even in their courses or online workshops. And we're going to talk about that. And I cannot wait to dive into this. So Johnny, where about are you? I am in the west of Ireland. West of Ireland. And what's it like there right now? Is it winter? Is it summer? What is, what's it like? It is dark, cold and gray and wet. Um, but we're used to it. So it is what it is for now. We've actually had the warmest October in living memory, apparently. So there is something right. going on in the in the world of global warming. But right now, yeah, pretty wet. Oh man, up in Canada, it was pretty like minus thirty last week. So I don't think this global warming thing is really happening. Just it's a <laughs> it's a temporary thing. It was like literally like a meter high bank of snow in our driveway, and uh, it's been nice and wintry up here. Um, love it. And so let's dive into this, um, Johnny. Please tell us about your story. What is your story? My story is I have been a trainer for many, many years. And um, as I was training in social media primarily, I started to realize that I was delivering the same thing over and over. And while it was enjoyable, it came became a little bit repetitive. So I, through a great colleague and coach of mine and personal friend, ended up going to a great conference in London. And all the speakers over the weekend had great digital products and online courses, which, you know, was pretty new to me, but I was just blown away by the possibilities. I wasn't really excited about the idea of scaling a business where I had 
tons of other people because more people doesn't always mean more profit. So I, being the nerd that I am, came back from London, back to Ireland and started to learn all about uh, online course creation, essentially. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I then at the same time was kind of losing my love for social media, not how to use it, but just I served my time in giving courses on it. And I fell in love with the whole idea of making courses and building a freedom business and passive income and the technology and all that. So I pivoted towards becoming an online course coach. So I've been creating courses for over a decade. I've been helping people create courses for over a decade. And during that journey, ignited a fair bit by COVID was creating courses faster, but also delivering great live entertaining and engaging workshops because I was doing a lot of my stuff live and online. So I kind of built this system, which we'll take a tour of um, briefly during our conversation. Um, but what happened was, as I was sharing tips and tricks about how you can seamlessly immerse yourself in a slide without breaking eye contact and come back again, and I was sharing on how to do that, the demand grew, which turned into my new course called Presentation Transformation. So I'm actually busier now showing people how to do that sort of thing than I am helping people make online courses. But it's typically the same people. So you can use the system for both. And that's where I am today. Love it. That's an interesting story. And that was just a beautiful transition that you just did there. And I I honestly have been around the block for a few years and I haven't seen anybody doing a smooth transition and, and a smooth system like you have. And the moment I saw it, I think about it maybe a year or two ago, and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I've never seen anything like this. There are some stuff out there, but gang, like, some people are like, oh, this is nothing. I've seen it. But trust me, like he's doing all of this with like a, a press of a button right in front of him. And he does a lot of stuff. And you're going to see what's happening. And I think if you're a YouTuber, if you create videos, if you do webinars, if you do seminars, if you do online presentations, anything of that sort, this is going to be useful for you. Um, so what do you do these days? I know you touched on it uh, br briefly, but what do you do these days and who do you serve? Yeah, so I primarily serve subject matter experts, speakers, trainers, authors, coaches, and course creators who want to create courses faster and look more professional and engaging online. And I do that through coaching one-to-one -one, where we look at what you have, we look at what you want to achieve, and then we build out remotely, we build out the equipment you need, which isn't a lot typically, and it's not expensive. And then the training on how to use it. And when I'm not coaching one-to-one, -one, I'm marketing and selling and creating my own courses, which show people how to do what we're going to go through, essentially. Yeah. So, and I'm Love focusing it. a bit more even on people who do webinars, because 60% on average of webinar attendees leave before the end. So if we're more engaging and entertaining to a certain extent and still obviously deliver great value and educational content, but if we can get that 60% down 
in other words, increase the 40% upward that stay, then more people are going to be at the end of your webinar to see your offer. And if more people are there and it's a compelling offer, you are going to increase sales. It's just a fact. Love it. So why do you think that only 60% uh, of it people don't stay until the end? So only 40% stay. What are some of the causes of that? So pre-COVID, pre it would have been, and it's still, a lot of these still apply today. So I'll go through the ones that are typically pre-COVID and even today. Number one, death by PowerPoint. Okay, just slide after slide after slide with way too much information. People have attention deficit. They're time poor. They're only inches away from their smartphone. They're already on a browser. They could have a second tab open to check their Facebook because they're just simply bored. Okay, so that is one of the big reasons. On top of that, with COVID, people were like, on Zoom for meetings. They were on Zoom for family get-togethers. They were on Zoom for webinars. They were on, they were just Zoomed out. So the bar was raised during COVID in terms of how good your content is, how compelling it is, and how it's not more death by PowerPoint and a yawn fest. So I teach people how to use technology that's been around for a while, but use it in an engaging, effortless way so that more people stay to the end. I love that term, the yawn fest. Um, <laughs> it's, it, it's a problem. I mean, if, if, if you're presenting and people are just looking at you with no emotions and they're just yawning, that's a problem. That means you talk to Johnny. <laughs> so what else? What, what, what else? Uh, what could be, what else could be like some of the any other reasons for why people don't stick around? I think they would be the main ones. I mean, if if people have a problem and your webinar can solve the problem in some way, or at least give them direction, then it should be a good webinar. And if the offer is compelling, people should buy. So Absolutely. the challenge is people are have a great... like. You know, in professional speaking, there's the message and the messenger. And in a lot of cases, the message is right. Just the messenger isn't just delivering it in a way that excites people. And, you know, if you know the saying, what you see is what you get. So if people don't like what they see, they're going to presume they're not going to like what they get. And they're judging us rightly or wrongly by what they see on the screen when they turn up. So if we look like a Fred in a shed or a Sue in a Lou with the bathrobe hanging on the door and we're trying to sell a $50,000 program or even a $500 program, it's not going to happen because while it might be the best program ever, we simply just don't believe the messenger because unfortunately perception is reality. We live in a visual world. We need to turn up in a way that does us justice and respect for the audience. Love it. May I add a couple of points to that boringness? For sure. Peace. So some of, some of the re reasons, uh, I mean, everything you mentioned is absolutely true. Uh, for what I've seen is there's a lot of one-way interaction. Like the presenter is just blabbing and he's not he or she is not asking questions, not asking for feedback or engagement that way. So I'm just like you said, slide after slide, 
going through his thoughts and just blabbing for like 90 minutes. It was like, dude, I'm falling asleep here. Come on. Right. Um, and, um, another, another thing that I, th another point that I think might add to the boringness is when you, when you talk all about yourself and you're so full of yourself and your product and your service and talk about how amazing you are and, and how amazing the product is, and you're not touching and, 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 uh, to, touching or talking about the the, the uh, viewers pains and problems and issues and the challenges that they're going through it gets boring like i know you're awesome i know you're amazing but dude give me a break right so <laughs> yeah so the checking the checking in like give me one of the chat or that they're all they're all um really important as well and you're absolutely right on you know like i i I sometimes use in my training, there's a couple who are out for dinner, mm -hmm. okay? And one person in the couple says to the other, that's enough about me. What do you think of me? And I use that as an example, how, how not to present and how not to build rapport. Building rapport, as you know, is enter the other person's world. So do not go in, do not be the person in the couple who says, that's enough about me. What do you think of me? And that's, you know, that's exactly what you're saying there. It's how wonderful the presenter is and no empathy for the problem, no empathy for the viewer. You got to get out of that, um, out of that uh, way of thinking for sure. You're absolutely, absolutely right. So what is your approach to making your presentations um, more engaging and more interesting? Yeah, I guess in summary it's what we call pattern interrupt or state change so pattern interrupt is where we break pattern with the viewer from their typical way of thinking so if you think back when you uh, were a kid or, or or with with your kids or whatever and a kid is crying and you go oh, oh look 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 at the look at the dog out the window um just to kind of break that pattern change the state Tony Robbins, of course, is an expert in it. It's been used in psychotherapy and psychology and NLP a lot. So one of uh, the simple things, sorry? No, I'm just, I'm just saying. Oh, great. Yeah. So one of the simple ones is to change the scene. So a change in scene is basically transitioning into your slide, disappearing off the slide, continuing to present your slides. Okay, so let's say I'm presenting about cameras. You come back in and say, is this making sense, guys? You disappear. You come back full screen. That's all one camera. But what we're doing there, without fumbling around with the mouse and without saying, hola now till I share my slides and we disappear up into the corner, none of that. You just seamlessly reach down, look into my eyes, no, no breaking eye contact, right? And you reach down and then you could you could turn up somewhere else. OK, um, so it's just what you're doing for the viewer is while the slide is changing, they're kind of climatized to that. But what's reigniting their attention is, hey, he's somewhere else on the screen. Yeah, he's gone altogether off the screen or mm -hmm. she's gone. And then another thing, as you've seen me do <laughs> countless times before, is to use uh, B-roll. So, for example, you would just say. Do you imagine this is how you uh, feel or when you think about going live online or think about 
doing webinars? Is this because you know you bring that into a webinar seamlessly or into a presentation and people love it? Okay. Um, the other one, of course, I love to do, as you've seen me do before, um, is address the elephant in the room. Okay. So, and I use this in context in my webinars. I might say, okay, guys, let's address the elephant in the room. And hey, what? An elephant appears in the room and they're like, dude, I'm buying your stuff just for that. Whether <laughs> whether or not it's, <laughs> I need the course or not, I'm buying it just because you made an elephant appear. So it's just examples of pattern interrupt. For example, if you're doing a webinar and you might say, guys, just a reminder, this offer ends at midnight. So just letting you know, et cetera. And you bring a clock in over your face. And sometimes I have a little bit, a little bit of fun. Let's see if you notice this one. Nice. <laughs> right. So I just walk by my own window and I mightn't even say anything. It's just to kind of just shake them up, shake up the audience a little bit. I have a guy that pops up here in the window. If I'm making a point of what not to do, this guy starts waving his finger and saying no. And there's a bunch of other uh, fun tricks you can do. But again, it's all part of the production. So what I have is a stream deck, which is a simple switch connected to some software with the buttons pre-programmed, and it allows you to do this effortless and entertaining and inter engaging uh, presentation. Dude, could you show that to us one more time, please? The switch? Yeah, yeah, the switch. Sure, yeah. So, oh my God, uh, look at that. So one switch and connected to some inexpensive software, pre-programmed buttons, and away you go. Now, I do have three cameras so I can show people behind the scenes. However, you only need one to do something like this. This camera or this scene is the same camera as this scene. That's I just have three here. I, have. I just That's have three here camera. to show people behind the scenes, like a green screen or a teleprompter. Um, and that's just one form of, um, you know, pattern interrupt. Another thing you can do is switch over to your uh, whiteboard. And Johnny's like, if someone says, Johnny, can you kind of draw it out for me? Or maybe I just say, guys, I'm just going to draw out the, the way my studio is set up. So this is light A and this is light B. And I stand on the X and the lights are at 45. And they're going, I get it now. Or I could just hit the button and say, guys, is this making sense? And they're like, yeah, okay, let's keep going then. And I just hold down the space bar and I move that up and I continue to draw on my screen. It's just another form of pattern interrupt and avoiding death by PowerPoint. Love it. Love. I love your 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 um, mention of the word power, pattern interrupt because usually they're like a guy or two guys on the screen talking and just... Uh, and unless the, the topic is really, really interesting and those people are like really looking forward to that information, it gets really boring. And so the the process of doing the pattern interrupt, like you said, like uh, so their eyes are not getting used to the screen and they're like, oh, my God, he was he's there now. Oh, there's other thing. That, oh, my God, there's an elephant on the, on the screen and on all that. It just makes it more interesting yeah and just like you saw he has like a switchboard with uh, so these are all pre-programmed you're just pressing button as an, and, and all of this is happening right absolutely so you you, you program the buttons on the stream deck if i go in a, a little bit closer so there's the stream deck it's hard to read the writing but on on camera but i think this one says green home and this one is break and this one is the c920 and this is 
just different cameras. You can make that different switch. Setting. Different, yeah, different uh, scenes and settings. You can make that uh, switch to pretty much anything. You can make it open a website. You can make it open a file. You can program the buttons to do lots of different things over and above your presentation. So it makes you very efficient when presenting if you want to open something else. Um, yeah, for sure. Interesting. So, um, yeah, Johnny, how technical is this whole thing that you're doing? Yeah, I never say, and I've been teaching technical stuff for years, I never say it's easy, but what I do say, it's a lot easier than you think. And what I mean by that is a lot of people go onto YouTube maybe, and a lot of the streaming videos are for gamers and stuff like that, which isn't that relevant, and it seems very technical. But with the right direction in terms of a little bit of hardware, the lights in the right place, and a couple of things so that if you are using a green screen, it's pretty clear. I, I, I've coached people who said, Johnny, I'm, I'm very, very, very bad technically. I'm like, well, let's give it a go. And nine times out of 10, 10 times out of 10, they're pleasantly surprised when they have a little bit of patience and they get the right training, how easy it is relative to how complicated it looks, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And so how much work is involved in setting this whole piece up? For that yeah, part? I mean, if, if you... It depends on where you're starting from. If you've just got the bare laptop and you're looking down into it, you've no microphone, the lighting is bad, then you need to get the camera microphone. up to eye. Yeah, it sounds great. You need to you need to get the camera as you have up to eye level, get plenty of light on your face. If you're using a green screen, set that up properly. But in terms of one-to-one -one training, you're looking at two to three hours tops. And That's then it. it depends how far people want to go. If they want to start bringing an elephant into the room then and doing stuff with a whiteboard and stuff, that's probably additional stuff. But that's when you start to just, you know, mature a little bit further into more uses of the tech. But for now, most people, Mustafa, all they want to do is go from full camera into their slide, disappear, come back again if they want and come back. And that, you do that a few times, every couple of sentences in your webinar. And I'll tell you, you'll be doing more pattern interrupt than 99% of the presentations people are watching today. And mm. from there, you can move you can move on and do some fancier stuff. Love it. So two to three hours to get us started with the basic stuff. Can you just, yeah, am I, am yeah. I right? With the basic yeah. stuff. So what what was included in the basic? What do you consider basic stuff? Like showing the background image, going on the side of the screen, and then uh, switching that around. That's the basic yeah. stuff, right? Yeah, and learning the software. So you've got OBS, which is free. You've got vMix for Windows, which is paid. You've got Ecamm for Mac. Yeah. And a large portion of the time is helping people understand what's going on, setting it up, and then allowing them a little bit of time to do a dress rehearsal with me so they have practiced before they go live. Got it. Because if, if they get it wrong with me, I can just explain why. 
Got it. And then so the next level would be if I'm sharing my whiteboard and I'm teaching and writing and drawing stuff on the whiteboard, that would be the next level? Yeah. And deciding. So then I go from being a trainer to a producer where I look at your webinar and I start to give you ideas about how to bring in um, some B-roll. So, for example, uh, the clock at the end or just... I guess more specific stuff to your webinar where I'm thinking, right, um, if he has some terms or phrases or quotes that he likes to use, then I would go off to my library of images and see how we can put an even more entertaining and engaging um, webinar together. Got it. Um, do I need to have um, uh, another person managing and handling, handling all this for me or is it just am I just going to do it myself? You're just going to do it yourself. So you have the your switch here at the ready and with a little bit of practice, I know, for example, if I leave my hand, I rest my hand on the top of it and I know this first button is me full screen and I know the next one is me down on the right-hand side of the slides and I know if I press it again, I disappear. So when we're talking here, I can be making eye contact or when I'm doing my webinar and I reach down and I know that's me in the slides. My thumb oh my is God. on that button. And I know if I press it again, I disappear. So the great thing about the switch is you can make a button do th two things. Bring me in and bring me out again, rather than having to go to a third button to make me disappear, if that makes sense. So really, after a while, if you think of driving, you don't look at where your feet are when you're using the pedals. You don't look at where your hand is when you're changing gear if you've got a stick shift or if you're putting on what we would call the indicators you guys call them the signals i think right indicators you know if you're turning left or right you put on the flashing light you call them the signals we or indicators? Call them indicators too or signals. Oh, great. Okay. Signal light or indicators yeah both. sure but you never or i i don't think you you look down at them anymore because through practice you've programmed um that muscle memory and the neurons and all that kind of good stuff um, it's the same with this. You, you practice a couple of times and it's it's like, hello, welcome to the webinar. That, that's where you can bring in a break and music and then into the slides, disappear and come back full screen. And that can be lots. Um, like I say, if, if you master that, you'll be doing more pattern interrupt than over 95% of webinars people are watching today. Love it. Like the kind of stuff you're doing is the kind of stuff that I see professionals do like CNN and on news channels. And like, it looks pretty yeah. professional to me. Right. Um, so yeah. yeah, Johnny, how, what's the, what did, how expensive is it to set all this up? Yeah. I mean, just when you mentioned news channels, I don't have it on the switch, but you can with the, with the green background, you could be doing, oh, dude, look at um, that. you know, you could be doing the news, um, I, I just have a bunch of them here on the software itself. Like if you want to bring in your name, I wouldn't bring it in this because it's already there. But so when you say CNN, you can do all sorts of wizardry. In terms of cost, typically what I do is go through what people have. I don't tell people you got to throw out what you have and use what I have. So let's see what you have. So for you right now, picture is clear, audio is clear. Really what you would be looking at doing is getting the stream deck switch i think you have one though right no i don't know all right so you get the stream deck switch 
you might start with OBS software, which is free, and that will allow you to do this wonderful stuff. And then, so would you right now is to switch for 150 bucks and a bit of training and you're, you're off to the races. And then it depends how far you want to go. As I say, if people are looking down into a laptop in a dark room with a poor microphone, you're talking less than a thousand bucks to really, really transform how you're going to turn up. And you can use this for making courses, doing webinars, making promo videos, been interviewed by great people like yourself, speaking at virtual summits, doing sales presentations. It's once you get this set up, it has, you know, we live in a very visual video world these days. You can use it for so many things. So it's well worth the investment. But let's say, let's say that I'm, uh, I want to, I want to be on a budget. But basically, the the first piece that I need, if I have my camera and my microphone, is that switchboard that you're using, right? Yes, sir, and free software. A free software so 150 bucks to get it started and as you build your business as you build your show maybe on youtube and your courses and this and that then you can add more expensive and more um uh professional stuff i was i was looking at uh, this kit his name master beast he's like one of the biggest youtubers out there mm. um he's he has about 200 about 200 million subscribers combined on youtube he is massive and yeah. he was saying he started at 12 and for a lot for like he was like making a dollar a day and he reinvested all of the stuff into his business. And now one of his businesses did about a hundred million dollars in sales. And so um, you, you could just keep, I mean, do the work and as the money comes in, reinvest the money in the business and just grow it. And, and, I'll, I, and if you're in a place where you, you, you do have, the funds to invest in your business, make it better. I think Johnny could probably take you and make you look like CNN in a span of probably yeah. two or three days. I mean, it, exactly. If you want to have that immersive experience in the slide, you are going to need a green screen. So I have the, the pull down green screen here. You are going to need some additional lights to make sure that the light is even on the green screen. Um, we don't want the 40 shades of green like we have in Ireland on your green screen. So that's what makes it look so realistic. I designed this background in PowerPoint. We can use all sorts of other backgrounds. But to transition into the slide and to look non-blurry or fuzzy and look part of the presentation, the green screen would be the next level up with some additional lighting. Got it. Now, how much space uh, do we need to set all this up? Yeah, great question. So. About three meters square. I mean, a rough rule of thumb for me is, you know, I can just about touch the green screen and just about touch the camera, and I can touch the lights either side. You just need to be know when <laughs> where the green yeah, screen cut out, out, right? <laughs> so if you if you stand up and put your arms out and do a bit of a twirl, it's kind yeah. of roughly. You got to be far enough away from the green screen that you're not casting shadows on it. Oh wow, that's yeah. a, that, yeah. that's a key piece. And then, you know, it depends how much of you you want to be seen. Typically, it's from the third button up if you're wearing a shirt. Ideally, people like to see your hands because the whatever part of the brain doesn't trust you if they can't see your hands. And I do stand when I deliver. They, they, they should see the hands? Ideally, now and again, yeah, because they don't trust you. Um, oh, yeah, okay, don't. that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. 
it another, goes back to our, our prehistoric brain. Pardon? People need to see your teeth, and I think your hands too. People that mm. people uh, so there's a study that I read that when people see your teeth when you smile or when you're talking, they trust you more. On top of yeah. the hands that like if your hand if yeah. your hands are hiding, they're like, oh, something is missing. Maybe and maybe it's not conscious, but uh that's another sure. really great pro tip that you just shared. Beautiful. And I am working on um, having a full-length production as well, so you'll Maybe see I me head put to my camera down a little so people can see my hands more. I just noticed. Yeah, my so hands not... so ideally we use the rule of thirds that you split the screen into three and your eyes are on the top line. Or another one is just the space, the the size of a golf ball between the top of your head and the top of the frame, because the lower we are, the less. Um, of an expert, we 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 look. How's we, that? Uh, Is that better? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's great. Okay, now you can see my. I, well, I learned something some new today. I didn't know that the hands were important. I yeah. didn't think about it. Wow. Yeah, and if if you're confined by the width of your green screen, all I suggest is that you animate forward. Not too much because your hands look huge, but you animate more forward than to the side. Got it. I got a massive green screen behind me. Yeah, and sometimes if you're doing a presentation, even holding the clicker um, kind of makes you look, because what I'm, makes you look like you're kind of what you'd see offline. I don't wear the mic on, but I, I sometimes hold the clicker just as a prop. Um, but it, it's practical too, because it moves your slides. But what I'm really trying to do, um, Mustaf, is be as offline <laughs> as, as possible in an online world. The feedback I get when I do a three-hour workshop and we do take two breaks, people say to me when we're closing at midday, I can't believe we've been on here since 9 a.m. And I'm going, yes, that is exactly yeah. exactly what I'm looking to achieve here. Feedback. I want you to feel like you're with me because yeah, we have to remember that people aren't getting the energy from the crowd that they would be at a conference or even in a 12-person workshop. It's just them at the kitchen table or lying on the bed or in a hammock in the back garden, trying not to be distracted, trying to. So we got to we got to kind of accommodate and, and, and make sure that we add a little bit more energy, more engagement, more fun so that they do stay to the end. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um so we talked about it. This is something you do yourself. Like you have the switchboard in front of you and you're just pressing buttons and the preset settings and pictures and whatnot to just show up. Could you, could we set it up so that maybe if I, if I run a big show and I have a crew, I could get them to do some parts of it. And I do, I do some parts of it. Could we split the tasks? Yeah. You just need to make sure that you have a clean running order that you're aware of and that, um they, they know what they're doing i know where, what i'm doing and then we're not yeah. overlapping basically yeah exactly it needs to be pretty pretty much on point time-wise as a production what i love about this is that if i want to go into linkedin live tonight or tomorrow and i want to do all this stuff yes you could do a bigger production with more help but i can use this as often as i want whenever i want and i just can press the buttons myself because Sometimes we just don't know exactly when we're going to say, let's bring the elephant into the room. And if it doesn't happen when you want it to happen, the whole moment is lost. So if right. you are getting help, I suppose 
to be I'm, I'm kind of biased from the point of view that I love to help people who want to do it themselves because I use this for making courses as well. So for example, I can reach down and hit record. I can say, hi, it's Johnny here. In this lesson, I'm going to talk to you about camera choices. And then I say my piece. I deliver the presentation. I go through mm. different cameras. And I come back and say, and in the next lesson, we'll look at microphones. And I reach down again without breaking eye contact, and I hit the stop. And the, the, the software doesn't say, are you sure you want to stop recording? It just stops. Interesting. So it has reduced my course creation uh, production uh, by about two-thirds. So that's why I love to teach course creators because it's not just about going live. It's being able to make course videos fast without yeah. a studio, without a team. Yeah, I think another problem, but going back to that pattern interrupt uh, issue and uh, and boring presentations, I think... I think a stat that I'm remembering is that uh, only 10 or 20% of people that buy a course actually go through the course. Yeah. And so if we could make the course more interesting with these tools and yeah. engage people and, you know, get them to pay attention and do this stuff, you know, it's, it's just going to make yeah. it more interesting and more profitable at the end of the day. Yeah. And combine that with project-based learning and a few other added learning uh, tools and techniques, but we're not going to get testimonials from people who only do 10 or 20%. Yeah. And unfortunately, they rarely admit that it's their own discipline. Um, but if it's boring, like we don't get much of an, like they're not going to come on and watch three minutes and go, oh, I'm sure it's probably going to get more exciting as I watch it. No, you you got to get them as soon as it's the same as, yeah, you know, a show on Netflix, the pilot is going to blow you away, or the trailer is going to blow you away. Yeah, we got to make our trailers good enough so they want to watch the entire movie. If the trailer is crap, they're just going to say the movie's crap, and they're moving on to their next movie. They don't have time to give you the benefit of the doubt. They've got attention deficit. They've other webinars coming into their inbox. Of other things that people are asking them to spend their money on. So make good trailers and then you'll make good movies. Interesting, interesting, interesting. What else could we, I know we mentioned a few things, but what else could we use this for? Yeah, so your, your courses was one of the big reasons I set it up for, for making my own courses faster. And then I started to share how you could use it for live. So courses, interviews, streaming lives so linkedin youtube any live platform it works for with anything we're on streamyard right now it's working with streamyard people say to yeah. me will it work on will it work on on hangouts google meet it'll work anywhere that you turn on your camera so when you think about all the applications that you could use it for um you know you definitely get your money back over and over and over fantastic um, Johnny, can you please tell us about your, your gift and what you're sharing with people there? Yeah. So what I've put together is number one, presentation transformation, 
which is a free guide, okay? Presentation transformation. It's a free guide that takes you through how to get started. So recommended equipment, the concept of, concept of pattern interrupt and some examples. But along with that, I've decided to do an interactive version of it. What is that? The interaction ver interactive version of the guide is where you can read it online. You can get the full PDF, but you can read it online. And as you read each section of the guide, you can ask questions. So it's like a written course just to give people a little bit more support. Um, so that's the interactive version. The equipment list is included. Again, there's lots of choice out there. I'm not saying that what I use is the only show in town, but if you don't know what show to go to, you might as well use the show that you can talk to somebody about. So if you've got a camera that's crystal clear with clean HDMI so you can't see stuff around the edges, then continue to use it. Let's be mindful of the environment and your um, and your budget as well. So that's what, what's in there. Um, I am releasing a, a one-hour training that will take people further into it. That will be part of that as well. So when people get the guide and the interactive guide, they get an update as to when that 60-minute free training will be available because it's very hard to explain an elephant walking into the room when it's just a picture, <laughs> right? Yeah. So Could you that's show that elephant one more time, please? Yeah, we have got Look at that gang. If you're watching or listening, see Johnny could bring the elephant in the room with the press of a button, yeah, and, and, um, and he just shared his gift on uh, on how to get that. And honestly, if you want to make your presentations uh, and your webinars and your trainings more interactive, more uh, interesting, and more engaging, do reach out to 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 get hit Johnny's gift, a presentation transformation interactive guide go to johnnyburn.com and that's j-o-h-n-n as in nancy y-b-e-i-r-n-e.com forward slash d-c-s and so you'll get access to to his um uh free gift there or he's going to show you how to set this whole thing up um is there anything that, and gang, if you have any questions about this whole process, put them in a comment uh, as we're, you know, talking and we'd be happy to answer your questions or comments or feedback about what we're talking about here and engaging presentations is our topic today. Um, what else? Is there anything else that people should know about this whole thing? Yeah. What's really important as well that I find, which is really important for the audience, is how enjoyable it is as a presenter that you're not fumbling around with, wait, let's share my slides. Oh, I wish I was full screen for this. Oh, I want to go full screen. I'm going for the mouse. I'm unsharing my slide. So that can kill the flow. So when you're effortlessly transitioning into your slides and reappearing and stuff like that, it makes it so enjoyable. And that enjoyment comes through on your face. <laughs> you know, if you're talking on stage or you're a stand-up comedian or you're a singer-songwriter performing in a bar, the feedback you get helps you improve, makes it more enjoyable, which kind of goes back out into the audience and comes back again. So it really is quite enjoyable that you can just press a button, disappear, scratch your nose, if you will, without having to turn off the camera 
come back for it makes it so enjoyable so Absolutely. it's engaging for the viewer it's entertaining for the viewer it's educational for the viewer but it's an enjoyable i hope but also enjoyable for the presenter which has a two-way effect love it um gang again if you're watching or listening you want to get get make your presentations and webinars and trainings and everything else and courses more interactive and engaging do reach out to john the link is in the comments and it will be in the descriptions of the show as well now johnny can i ask you some personal questions would that be all right that'd be all right for sure what's a what's a new thing that you have tried recently a new thing that i have tried recent big or small something new um i'm something new that i have tried i'm definitely trying to uh yeah so i was windows for years and i've mastered how to do this with mac and an ecamm so that's new i'm starting a new podcast um that's new my book is nearly finished that'll be new when that gets published so a couple of new things um new and exciting prospects i am looking to get into real estate as well in terms of doing a course where people can do a virtual open house. So that's another application of the training with a niche that I'm looking at because I just know some people in real estate. So that's new. Oh, yeah. So that, would a few different... that would be a live thing? That would be live. So you would be walking through the house. You'd be the realtor doing a virtual open house, describing the spacious kitchen and so on and so forth. They could ask questions. You could disappear. Uh, all that good stuff. Yeah. So oh um, making some interesting, actually two significant conversations going on at the moment to partner up with people in real estate <clears throat> to get this out to their agents. So that's pretty new and exciting as well. I think that would be, there would be huge demand for that. And if you could show people the realtors, there's a ton of realtors sitting around and uh, that, that would be very interesting. All right, uh, Johnny, give me two of your favorite books, please. Yeah, my first one would be The One Thing. Yeah. Um, at the moment, I'm listening to, which I'm I'm loving, which is The Game of Life and How to Play It. I um, love that book too. Yeah. Um, the Paradox of Time is quite fascinating about just time. Um, like if you think time is going slow, sit on the thumbtack, or, which is one of the great quotes in it or um time moves time the perception of time varies from which side of the bathroom door you're on um so the whole the whole because uh, i'm just fascinated with time and einstein said it's an illusion and all that kind of good stuff so but the one thing has made a big difference um 100 million dollar offers is great um dot com secrets um I do yoga every day with Sadhguru's training. The book is Inner Engineering. Um, sorry, I'm going on and on now when you mentioned just two, but the one thing oh, and, and yeah, sorry. Yeah, the one thing's great. Perfect, perfect. What's, what's one advice that made a big impact on your life or business? Just one. When you wake up in the morning Rather than saying, I have to get up or I have to go to work, replace it with, I get to get up. I get to go to work. Because not I everybody, I get, 
So rather than saying, I, oh my God, I have to go to work today, change it to, I get to go to work today. In other words, I'm alive, I'm physically fit to go to work rather than looking at it as a, a negative thing because too you know millions of people don't wake up every morning so so I, just I to clarify that, that word is to guess as in g-u-e-s-s no get get i guess g-e-t g-e-t okay perfect perfect yeah i get sorry. to i get to wake up i get to go to work beautiful that man that makes rather than i have to go to work i guess yeah. to go to work in other <clears> words i have work. the i have the ability the health etc needed to go to work not mm -hmm. not everybody wakes up in the morning with that 100%, 100%. If, if Johnny, if you had a, a, a Facebook or a Google ad where everyone around the globe could, with access to internet, could see your message, what would your message be for the people of Earth? Commercially or personally? You know, you have one message that everyone could see. What would it be? The one message, the one thing. Time is not money. It's much more precious. Time is not money. It's much it more is precious. much more. I feel like there's a story there. Well, in business, a lot of yeah, that saying goes around all the time. Oh, time is money. Can't be waiting around talking to you. Time is money. Got to get going. Got to get. Got to get to work. And I'm like, well. You know, well, the, the one related to that that's in my book is exchanging time for money is the worst exchange rate in the world. So if you can take time out of the equation when you have a business, i.e., for example, having an online course, everything changes. I don't get to live with my children full time. It's not that I don't get to. It's just the way it is. So every moment with them is precious. And having that freedom not to always be worried about the next dollar, next euro, or the next client I got to meet. It's amazing. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Johnny, this has been an absolutely amazing conversation. Thank you for sharing. Is there anything else that maybe you wanted to add, but maybe we didn't get a chance to talk about before we wrap up? Getting me to stop talking about this is the challenge, Mustafa. So I'm I appreciate you and I'm, I'm, uh, it's been an honor to be on. So, uh, appreciate you. You're great to have you. I, I, I honestly, I honestly believe that you've got a beautiful system and as simple as it is, I haven't seen, um, um, a lot like it. And gang, if you're watching or listening, Johnny's got an amazing system for you to make the background of your, your show and training interactive and just make it a lot more engaging and whatnot. So do reach out. Go to johnnyburn.com forward slash DCS. Uh, the link is in the comments in the descriptions of the show. And if you have any questions, uh, Johnny's uh, tagged on every 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 channel that we're live. You can find him on uh, Facebook and, uh, and LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn and here and there. Just search for his name. If you have me, you could probably search for him on my friends list and you can find him. And do reach out. He's got a great system. And then, uh, uh, so the what? What would the training? Do you have a training that people could buy to learn this this whole thing? Yeah. So simple studio setup covers the hardware for people who just want to improve their overall production, how they sound, how they look. That's simple studio setup. 
Presentation transformation as a course, which is 995, helps you bring the elephant into the room and all the other good stuff. You know, one thing that we cover is, for example, how to use a teleprompter. So when I'm meeting a client, as you're in the teleprompter. So I can make eye contact while I'm talking to you right through this interview and still see your face or my client's face to see is it making sense. So yeah. we go through additional tips and tricks uh, like the whiteboard, a teleprompter, um, various other things that just makes life easier as a course creator, as an online presenter, as a streamer, um, lots of different things in presentation transformation that we didn't get to address that will just blow your mind in terms of ease of use, but an amazing production at the other end. Love it. There's a question that says, what's your recommendation on email? I saw you were a great proponent of email marketing. Yeah. So um, in terms of email marketing, I mean, what I'm in terms of software right now, I'm using active, active campaign. Um, but yeah, your, your list is, is key. Uh, it's kind of out a little bit outside the context of this conversation, but yeah, email marketing is, is a key piece of any business online or offline. Absolutely. Um, and that's what we use to get people onto our webinars. And then we use this to make sure that they buy or a large, love it, love it, love it. Beautiful. Well, uh, gang, again, uh, do reach out to John, Johnny and have a conversation with him about him making your presentations more interactive, more engaging. And so you could, uh, you know, keep people throughout your presentation, increase your conversion rates and then get referrals and get reviews and testimonials and the rest of it. And again, this week uh, uh, we are giving away, I don't know, seven or eight courses on our site. Uh, a bunch of different uh, courses about your vision building, your offer, your target market, lead generation, lead conversion, and a bunch of other stuff. And uh, you get complimentary access to those. And for that, you can visit persayo.com. And the link is right there, P-E-R-S-Y-O.com. If you have any questions for uh, Johnny or me, put them in a comment and do reach out. And I do look forward to seeing you guys next week. Take care of yourself. Have a great week. And uh, we'll see you later. Thank you for joining us. Bye now. Thank you.